It's your boy, one and only A Switch, aka the Baritone Ninja, aka the 20 time undefeated social distancing champion, aka the quarantine quitter. <laughs> Bringing you yet an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that took me off. Bringing you yet another episode of Switch's Sights episode 51 to be exact today's date is uh april 16th 2020 um boy this quarantine ain't letting up is it i'm just saying um it's getting real out here i mean it was it was getting real before but it's getting even more real now hopefully everybody's being safe and not getting getting that rona because uh boy it's curtains <laughs> it's curtains it's curtains if you do so by golly i hope you don't just just saying just saying um but let's stop the dilly dallying and get into it so uh first order of news uh apparently the nintendo switch uh in the recent firmware update which i still have to update it's been a minute so i've uh, booted up my switch uh a switch booting up a switch um i'm still i'm still need to hold nintendo and taking my damn taking my damn name that's, <laughs> that's another battle that's a battle for another day um, so with the new latest firmware 10.00, uh, apparently within the code, which, uh, just, just the environment we're in now, um, some folks were able to basically data mine the heck out of it and found some interesting code that suggests that there potentially is some extra or additional hardware that is going to be potentially added to the Nintendo switch family. So what a lot of people are speculating, or at least what the um, code is hinting at, that possibly it might be something actually along the lines of a Wii U revival, if you will. Uh, Wii U uh, coming for you. That's um, confirmed uh, new name of this new addition to the Switch family. So apparently it's gonna be a whole new model uh, for the switch, I guess, along the lines of the switch light, so there might be like somewhat of a, uh, maybe more smart Wii U where basically, at least in this instance, it'll actually be a legitimate, um, kind of Wii U setup where maybe there's a dedicated console, but then you have maybe a switch, maybe a switch you already own that you can use like the Wii U, but in this scenario, you can probably, you know, take with you a bathroom. I don't mean, hey, you do you. I mean, hey, you getting them um, Animal Crossing flowers, but pooping at the same time. But I mean, hey, that's your prerogative. So apparently that might be that type of setup, potentially. Um, maybe. But at least it's hinting at, in terms of the code, that they're is going to be an additional display relative to, you know, DS, 3DS, and of course, the Wii U. So 
if anything, that'd be pretty cool, pretty welcome. They might make uh, things more compatible and um, uh, in terms of porting like Wii U games, even heck uh, 3DS games to some extent, maybe give them a new coat of paint where it looks much better uh, on, you know, Wii U or I mean, or whatever this may be called or if it is something so. But uh, yeah, um, hopefully would be cool if my theory uh, theory I had a while back um, that potentially somehow some way they can make like two switches work or even like a switch light and a switch so you can have like, you know, traditional switch and then have another switch connect to it and then incorporate some of that uh, dual screen functionality as well. Um, but it seems like it's probably might not be that, um, it would be cool. Maybe if there's some optional addition, you can add to it like, um, a secondary, uh, just a, a dedicated controller that has all the capabilities, like basically essentially buying the Wii U tablet to connect to your existing switch would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so that's at least some type of potential route we might go with the next um revision of the console or new iteration of the console um which a lot of people are thinking that this might be calling back to the nx or at least what it was rumored like last time if you see some of the mock-up um photos and pictures it it looks like similar to a it, it looks somewhat like a ps vita but way more just uh, more football shaped, um, and then had a or supposedly had a touch screen as well with having that functionality. So, who knows what this does entail? But apparently, um, there could be more models, um, uh, on top of that. So, there could be more heavily rumored or somewhat solidified a dedicated switch console that may be like possibly even cheaper than the switch light where it's in kind of the reverse side of the switch family where it's like specifically dedicated for home console use where uh, there might be some cut costs in terms of just connecting it directly to a power source as well as, you know, um, having pretty much all of well, majority of the functionality of a switch, but obviously not being able to do the opposite <laughs> of the switch, um, in terms of using it portably. So, um, would be interesting, uh, if that is the case, but uh, yeah, it's so weird. It's like a switch that doesn't switch, but why is it called a switch? Um, and I, what would they call this? Maybe the switch TV switch, switch home or something. But either way, um, pretty fascinating, if true, I have to say. Um, but who knows? Maybe they just be putting that code in there just to, you know, maybe it was in there by mistake and maybe uh, just a possibility, maybe a buffer, if anything, um, just to set themselves up if, you know, DEFCOM 5, we can't sell <laughs> switches anymore or something. I don't know. But pretty interesting aspect if anything though i'm very interested if if and what this is if it does come to be true um or at least how it works because at least from the surface it's hard to fathom how it would technically work if it does exist so 
next topic of discussion that I'm very, very disappointed, disappointed, sad, uh, slightly, uh, uh, perturbed to, uh, discuss. Um, so at least starting off first, um, what we thought was a April fool's joke that my dumbass fell for, uh, previously in regards to, um, for April fool specifically, uh, it was aspect. If, um, somebody just said, Hey, it is confirmed. The resident evil four remake is, is, is confirmed for 2022. I'm like, Oh man, you, 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 you bullshitting. So I, I, I sure as hell clicked on it and then read through it. And it was like, uh, basically it's like, got your dumb ass. No, no motherfucker. This April fools. Okay. Uh, it doesn't exist, but lo and behold, to my disappointment, um, it actually is highly, um, highly solidified that it is actually a thing and has been apparently in development since 2018, I believe. Uh, so, uh, pretty much, um, this is by VGC, the website, by the way, I guess they somehow confirmed um, with the same company that I guess finished up Resident Evil three remake, I believe like, I think as to why Resident Evil three had such a short length, I think was attributed to like, I guess the game getting passed around a few developers, I believe. Um, and I think lastly M two finishing it up, um, since I, they did say it did start the same time as Resident Evil two remake. So it had way more time, but, um, technically, uh, but was, did not really show for it. It seemed, but either way, um, they're the company that's going to supposedly be working on this or had may have been working on it for a while. Um, going by what we've heard. So, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, this game, this, this game is of all, all the games in the series does not need a remake right now. It really doesn't. It's, it's graphically holds up really good. Um, from a mechanical standpoint, very good pacing. That game is near perfection. Definitely. I could confidently say one of my favorite games of all time, uh, hands down for sure. But, um, that's a pretty high pedestal, uh, to maintain yet to surpass. Um, so it's definitely going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of scrutiny, uh, when this does come out, um, if it will, you know, live up to expectations and, uh, at the least, cause yeah, anything lesser, I don't know, but, uh, we'll see, but uh, just going to straight skip Cove Veronica, huh? Just straight skip that game completely, I guess. I believe they, I believe it was some rumorings. Um, I want to say we discussed in maybe some previous episodes that they did manage to, um, or they were trying to, uh, get that off the ground. But apparently I guess in the same, I guess fate as Dino crisis just didn't happen. Stars didn't align, whatever. So, uh, disappointing. 
Uh, definitely, Cold Veronica is definitely way more in dire, dire need of a remake. Uh, but of course, they're like, you know what? Let's go where the money's at. I mean, everybody loves Resident Evil 4. We already gave it to them like 20, 20 times. <laughs> it's literally on every generation. I mean, you can get it on the Nintendo. Uh, not even, a, no, not the Nintendo Switch. No, you can get on a Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, we, we actually we actually made a D-make. So uh, people that don't even have any of the modern consoles, hey, you can get your Resident Evil 4 fix right then and there. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, ah, I, 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 yeah, it just it doesn't need it. Uh, give it like five years at least, which I guess technically from now, nah, that's, that's two, three years, uh, uh, too, too short. So, uh, yeah, it's going to have a lot to live up to. And then just, the potential changes that they may make, uh, it's just going to be, uh, I'm, I'm going to be highly skeptical as one of the biggest fans of that game. I'm going to be very, very, uh, skeptical in terms of how they, uh, take care of it and treat it. But I mean, if they've been developing it, uh, since 2018, they definitely must, we might be hearing about it sooner than, than we may think or suspect so uh, yeah it is so much they can mess up man they can mess up a lot um yeah I mean there's always still the original game but I don't know just just tarnishing something so <laughs> so so sacred I feel it's just uh I don't know it's just very touchy waters if anything but I mean, I'm not going to lie to say I would like to see Resident Evil 4 in the RE engine because, boy, that's going to look drop dead gorgeous for sure. And, you know, at least lining up with the rumors of Resident Evil 8 that we talked about, I believe, last episode that it might look um, they might have a lot of assets that they can then give to Resident Evil 4 as well since it's essentially going to be set in somewhat of a similar set in 204 uh, going by the leaks rumors so uh, yeah man it's so much they could just change and that in turn could just thwart the, the pacing of the game overall which was immaculate uh, it's it's a lot they could really mess up man it's, it's a very very high high bar they need to need to at least meet <laughs> at least meet i'd be very surprised if they surpass but and then on top of that of course shinji Mikami, the god that that uh pretty much saved resident evil yet again um after i think the first one he uh directed and then i think did other stuff and then i think came back for re4 uh or at least originally and um apparently they tried to get him to direct this remake his baby but um i i guess he declined but he said he would consult or you know provide uh some direction so um not at least hands on but at least some 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 loose consultation direction which is is at least good uh, at least that he won't like oh no you this is horrible turn around now <laughs> So that's at least somewhat um, calming uh, to hear. So, 
I'm just yeah. Uh, one way more deserving uh, games that are in need of a remake, and two, um, it's so damn near perfect that uh, anything that could potentially tarnish it could potentially tarnish it. <laughs> so, uh, I really did not want this to be true, but I mean, I'm still get it though. <laughs> After all this, I mean, I'm still get it though. I'm, I'm not. I, w- I will be lying. One of my favorite games of all time being remade, and I'm not gonna try it out. <laughs> Boy, moving on. Uh, so apparently, obviously, with the current climate we're in, in terms of the you know, uh, virus that is corona based. <laughs> Um, they're supposedly, uh, well, it was highly uh, suspected that, um, the PlayStation five output in terms of specifically the, um, distribution of the consoles, um, would be very limited and kind of, if anything, um, not even maybe come out this year, but apparently, it is actually going to be limited, but for totally different, uh, unexpected reasons. So apparently the PlayStation five is, um, going to be produced still, but at very fewer units due to, uh, I guess specifically the cost of the console, um, as well as something else. It was the cost. Um, and it was one other aspect in particular, maybe it was just the cost. Actually, I think it was just the cost. Um, but yeah, very surprised that the coronavirus didn't take any, wasn't any factor, surprisingly. So that's, I guess, good news in terms of, you know, the Series X as well as a, in general for these consoles to actually still come out. Um, yeah. Interesting. So apparently the price or the... Uh, Rumor price that the the PS5 might launch at is five hundred to five fifty, I believe. Which, considering what's gonna be in it and the technologies and stuff, seems to make sense. It seems like it's more than likely uh, what would is gonna happen. So, um, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, So it's definitely significantly less. I believe it's going to be five to six million uh, this this year compared to um, seven, seven point five million, which was the PS4 um, back in November 2013. So that's a pretty big number, especially now, considering people are in an environment where they're probably going to want to more so than before. Um, Yeah. Um, gonna be some Hunger Games. I'll kill you for a PS5 or the <laughs> the running gag I've been seeing a lot, at least specifically on Twitter, is um uh <laughs> uh dating sugar mamas, sugar daddies for well, I guess more so sugar sugar mamas. Obviously, women play games, of course, but I'm saying in terms of <laughs> the common thing I've been saying, just <laughs> sugar mamas, hey, hey, I gotta get that PS5 somehow. <laughs> hey, hey, I gotta get that PS5 by any means necessary. Any means necessary. 
Oh, that's <laughs> thinking about that's pretty funny though. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted the PS five, you know. <laughs> Running across like some dude with some old lady, uh some like some get out mess and like <laughs> just turns around. I just only wanted a PS five. I'm sorry, man. Hey, what <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> what would you do, sir? Um, so yeah. Very just very interested that it wasn't due to uh the the virus. Interesting. Uh next topic. Um apparently Grand Theft Auto Six uh is halfway <laughs> in development. <laughs> what six years, seven, seven years after it's uh after five. Uh apparently only halfway done. Um, it's like I'm surprised, but not surprised at the same time because like it's Rockstar. And I guess apparently they were um, all hands on deck for um, Red Dead Redemption 2 as well, um, which I guess makes sense there. So, But uh, apparently it is uh, somewhat um, close. I mean, well, for... <laughs> By Rockstar standards, that is pretty close considering, you know, their very loose timeline in terms of releasing, um, I guess, subsequent games from their uh, their studios. So uh, very cool. Uh, very interested to see what a, a GTA six is like. I mean, you know, each it feels like each iteration is just so like drastically better than the last so it's like it's hard to even like fathom or envision what the next generation will be um for gta and i guess technically technically this game skipped a generation or uh it did technically skip a generation gta i mean technically you could say it re-released on you know next gen or current gen consoles but technically it premiered on the 360 PS3 so technically it did skip a uh, there hasn't been a new Grand Theft Auto um, exclusively for uh, our current generation which is crazy even though yeah it's kind of like right on the cusp of when it did release so interesting so yeah, I'm very curious what at what yeah, like the setting, uh the the protagonists, how all that's gonna play out. But I mean they obviously got something in mind. Um and just straight hype can't contain news. <laughs> if that's a thing, it's probably not. Um apparently Streets Rage Four in terms of the uh uh supposed uh, suspected release date which was going to be I think the 24th but apparently as of today it might be tomorrow might be a shadow drop um, which would be great be, be excellent um, if so so you know I'm keeping my goddamn eyes on if that's going to be a thing because I wanted to I wanted to so bad um yeah, so very, very small thing, but hey, had to point that out. Uh, big fan of Street Rage 4, if you don't know by now. Um, also, 
the crisis, a, aka the uh, I'd say gold standard of benchmarking for PC games. That's probably a pretty established rep- reputation, I'd say. Uh, they released a tweet uh, saying "receiving data" in all caps. Uh, this was, I think, earlier this Monday ish. Um, but uh, I think shortly after that, uh, well, maybe a day or two after, they did confirm that it actually is going to be a remake or a remaster. Uh, Cry- Crisis remastered, I believe, for PC, Xbox One, and PS4, and Nintendo Switch. So, boy, Nintendo Switch. At this point, it's just like impressive that they they can <laughs> all these new games coming out and then on Switch. Oh, oh, oh Switch! Jeez, they they had to tone the hell out of that down. I mean, it still blows my mind. You could play the entirety of Witcher Three on a cart on the Switch. I mean, obviously they definitely uh, cut back a lot of the game, but that is still crazy and hard to fathom that they're able to fit so much into such a small little cart but apparently it's possible so crisis remastered nintendo switch xbox one ps4 pc um i've not been a, I, I i guess i haven't been a big crisis fan if anything but i mean just i appreciate it <laughs> uh for the fact that it can really you know show how good your PC is if if it can run it. <laughs> can it can it run Crisis though? Can it run Crisis though? That's that's the moniker to go by. It really is. Um, I I mean obviously now there are more there are more um kind of test benchy games to mess with. Like if anything, Tomb Raider always see uh, Grand Theft Auto Five for sure. Um. Actually, I think that's it. That's the only ones that come to mind, at least. Counter Strike, of course. Counter Strike Go. Um, yeah, those are the, those are the main ones. I don't know. Might 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 try this out. I wonder if they <laughs> will, will be really funny if, uh, at least specifically for the PC, if they have like a straight dedicated <laughs> a dedicated will it run on crisis mode? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> they just tell you that straight up. No, you cannot play Crisis on this. So, um, very curious how they're, yeah, very interested to see how um this version is gonna bust uh bust its chops. Oh, you know I'm gonna be checking out that Digital Foundry video. I'm see what any and every change they made to it. Uh, next and um pretty sad news not necessarily sad kind of somewhat positive but uh the man the 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 video game reporter of 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 ages jason schreier uh is leaving kotaku as of today which uh he's leaving for i believe another outlet news outlet so uh it seems like he's still doing the same thing but uh you know he's been so like associated and uh, if arguably established Kotaku as a, you know, a pretty popular uh, video game uh, website um, for journalism and whatnot. So um, pretty sad to see him leave Kotaku specifically, but 
apparently uh, at least listening to, to his uh, podcast uh, you could tell there was some animosity starting to build in terms of I think specifically the layoffs um, within the sub company because I believe Kotaku was owned by a major um, a bigger company that um, manages other various journalism um, sites so uh, at least uh, being a fan of his uh, podcast specifically the um, uh Kotaku split screen. Um, yeah, it's uh, sad. I also, it, it touching on that, he's uh, also leaving uh, Kotaku split screen, obviously, as well. So, um, not sure what the status is going to be after that, but uh, at least uh, his team, uh, Kirk, Maddie, and uh, himself, uh, will be actually creating a new podcast uh, called Triple Click. So, you know, no, instantly I uh, sub to that because, uh, boy, they have a very unique, uh, very interesting, you know, take in terms of um, video games as well. So uh, all the luck, Jason, um, I definitely have a fan of me. I'll follow you wherever you go. But uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. End of an era. End of an, <laughs> end of an era, even though you're still going to be doing what he does doing what it does um on that note i think that uh pretty much concludes all the news for today this week at least that stood out to me so let's get into that nitty-gritty some of those uh games i've been up to of course obviously minor warfare um i touched a little bit of it um, in terms of the new season that dropped uh, as of last week, technically, um, or te- was it this week? Boy, yeah, this quarantine, man, everything's starting to fuse together. But um, either way, uh, season three uh, dropped, uh, so I messed with a little bit of that. Um, I mainly just messed with the new maps. Uh, they dropped a new map. Uh, a couple of maps. I think one was Backlot from Modern Warfare uh, Cod 4. Modern Warfare 1, technically. Um, I think the other one is a brand new one overall. I forgot the name for that one. Uh, but I was playing a new playlist they had just to mess with those and, you know, various game modes, which I had a pretty good time with as well. Um, but all in all, I still have to get my, get my fingers deep in it, but... Um, in due time, but you know why I haven't been playing that is obviously, I mean, one of the best games, uh, the best RPGs known to man, Final Fantasy, uh, came out with that remake five years in the making, maybe potentially longer, uh, but it did finally arrive as of last Thursday. Um, actually, I think I got it while, uh, before I started recording last week's episode, but, uh, didn't get into it afterward, but, uh, boy, (laughs) delved into it, uh, pretty much shortly after and pretty much played throughout, uh, the whole weekend and, uh, finally beat it last night. Uh, I did pretty much everything I could in terms of all the extra stuff. I think I might've missed some just some hidden stuff I wouldn't have found normally. So outside of that, uh, beat the game 
And boy, overall, I'll just give my somewhat semi-review impressions. Um, very not going to get into spoilers. Maybe I'll save that for another for maybe next week's episode. But boy, yeah, pretty great. Pretty excellent. Pretty excellent. Um, still, I'm still in that phase of trying to, you know, compartmentalize and uh, reflect on how I felt about the game. But overall, I'd say it was, it was pretty great. Pretty damn fucking great, actually. Um, yeah, everything I wanted them to do, they did. I can definitely for sure say that. Um, definitely they added a lot of uh, extra stuff and also elaborated and fleshed out a lot of the kind of very uh, overlooked rush parts in the, the original game. So they definitely did a great job of um, really fleshing, fleshing a lot of stuff out that probably maybe they wanted to originally do, but didn't get a chance to uh, for whatever reason. But they definitely did do it here and to a very understandably um, good reason. So, um, you know, at first, I think a lot of us were skeptical in terms of how this would play out and if it would. And it's just, I don't know, it doesn't really, uh, yeah, just only the Midgar section of this. And after you beat the game, you'll definitely see why for sure. Um, yeah, I'll leave, I'll at least leave it at that. But, um, yeah, at least after playing the game, it, it totally feels like a legitimate, uh, full blown, typical, uh, final fantasy game for sure. Um, it didn't feel like it wasn't too many, like, I guess, uh, padding stuff or just artificial stuff just to make it longer. Uh, of course there was maybe like very, uh, minute aspects of that, but overall as a whole, it felt like a lot of it was very, very much fully realized and um, yeah, just overall uh, validated and justified into, you know, the reasoning and logic of them having to basically compartmentalize this game into, you know, multiple games, um, at least to, to get the vision that they're, they want it. So it for sure definitely accomplished that. Uh, yeah. And I, I felt after beating the game, very, very, very satisfied with the ending and the implications and everything. Cause, ah, again, not spoiling anything, but boy, it's going to be divisive. I can definitely see, uh, the divisiveness of it. I don't think it's going to be like any, like mass effect, three levels of divisiveness or anything like that, but it will for sure be divisive for a lot of folks. I, I, I can definitely see that, but me personally totally loved it and all the impl- implications, implications of it. Um, for sure. The combat was great, uh, specifically in terms of, um, um, just make turn it into more real time, uh, focus, uh, making it more action RPG than like a standard typical RPG. I felt it did a great balance of, um, bringing in, uh, bringing in final fantasy to a more newer, uh, audience gameplay aspect while still keeping a lot of the essence of final fantasy seven, um, uh, original, combat system intact 
So specifically in terms of uh, just the general gameplay, you know, you can basically, you know, uh, hit X to to do a combo and, you know, depending on your character, hit triangle to do an extra additional move. But kind of in keeping it in line with the original Final Fantasy game uh, to do more powerful uh, actions, you have to wait for your ATV gauge, which is basically just a gauge that fills up and uh, up to two or depending on some material and stuff, you can increase that. But uh, essentially, basically there um, you have to wait in the same manner as Final Fantasy seven original, where you have to wait for your uh, wait for your time meter to go up before you do a big attack, which works in the same way, but in a much faster pace and a more action oriented base, which uh, I feel it really works. It really works. And it feels like a unique uh, evolution of of the original originals combat system at first I was very skeptical I was like uh, I don't know I mean Final Fantasy 7 has is going to not very true to the original but uh, but yeah after playing it uh, for pretty much the whole game yeah it's very good very good very solid um, it definitely also encourages um, switch it between your characters. So, um, at least what I noticed playing myself, if I were to play a character for too long, so like obviously Cloud, if I want to play with him through the whole length of the a uh, 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 fight or battle, it would seem to punish you or be very difficult if you do it that way, which you technically can get away with, but you definitely benefit more from switching between your characters more frequently. So normally like my flow, at least I learned after a while of playing in the game is, uh, you know, you do a, maybe a, a combo here and there and then switch to your other character, uh, at least Barrett, for example, have him shoot from a distance, do his power attack, switch from him to uh, Tifa, for example, have her do her sick ass fucking uh, melee combos and that that does need to be said uh tifa well tifa one is bay uh hands down for sure uh additionally um tifa is ridiculous in this game in terms of just her move set and her mechanics overall uh she feels like straight out from some like beat em up which i totally love and adore all in one um yeah she is pretty great uh at a, at at uh, definitely for a while, I was like, let me let me switch to Tifa. I made her her my uh, main party leader. Um, so whenever you start a battle, uh, you can basically start a battle with a specified person in your party. So at least for a good minute, I was like, you know what? Let me let me be Tifa for a good while because, man, she is dope. So that's exactly what I did and uh, did not regret it. She is very fun, ridiculously fun to play. Um, uh, Barrett's really cool, uh, especially when you find some more of his weapons. He definitely opens up a bit more. Um, Aerith is kind of Aerith. I mean, I actually, uh, I will say, considering, uh, considering the the game, how do I describe it? The game elements, the story elements. Uh, she seems at least not as um uh played much compared to other characters i can definitely say that um there are opportunities where you can kind of 
flesh her out or play with her a bit more. But um, it seems like from a main storyline standpoint, you don't get to play her as much. But a lot of the side stuff, uh, you can, you know, optionally kind of uh, flesh her out a bit more. But uh, she was cool. I, I, I didn't get much time to play with her, at least. But from the times I did, she was she was doable. I liked her, you know, as my backup backbone in terms of healing and, and uh, magic and stuff. Obviously, um, uh, very true to how she is in the main uh, original game. So uh, also love the materia, uh, how they treated it in this game. It feels essentially just like it just they just ripped it out from the uh original and just put it in here for the most part obviously you know uh balancing and adjusting it to the um the new uh combat system in 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 this one but it it works so well and again it's just so rewarding and customizable flexible which uh is again kind of what its appeal was in the uh original games as well so i was very satisfied with the materia uh, system it felt just like just like it was in, in seven you know with some obvious differences and um you know changes here and there but overall very in very uh true to uh the original which i appreciated um i loved a lot of the additions to the game because uh, um they definitely for sure fleshed out a lot of stuff um, they added a lot of extra stuff to the game, uh, which uh, for the most part, I really enjoyed. It wasn't necessarily any extra component. I didn't really not like um, it was appreciated, if anything. Um, but all in all, I, I was with it. Um, I still feel like I need to do another playthrough just to kind of somewhat solidify my thoughts and feelings after. Um, but all in all, I was very satisfied um, satisfied with all the stuff they added. It, it really made sense and it really did add, uh, rather than detract from, you know, uh, the main game's intent. Um, if anything, so yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I'll try to touch on some of the negative parts. Um, at least specifically, um, I had a gripe with the air combat in some in some aspects. It felt um, it felt annoying in 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 a lot of ways. Specifically, uh, more so if you don't have Baird in your party, who's Baird or Aerith, who are more long range than close range. And even then, uh, when you have like a T for um, Cloud, try to fight. Uh, in the air, it just seems very limiting for you, um, a very big disadvantage, which may be somewhat uh, arguably the intent that they like implement it for you to kind of encourage you to play your ranged characters more or basically anybody that's not cloud more. Um, but I don't know. It just felt clunky and inconvenient. In, a, in some some a lot of scenarios so it would be a scenario where you know like i'm fighting on a roof or um just anywhere really and then i would 
can do it but then the, the the enemy would constantly move and then it's like if you try to do it but he in a lot of cases doesn't seem like he would teleport to the character to to fight him in the midair and then you can only do one combo and then you fall back down and you have to get back up to do the combo again i don't know i just felt like that could have been a bit more refined and uh uh more efficient uh, where you know you could do a lot of your moves in them in the air, but I guess that would in turn eliminate the more the encouragement to use the range characters more in that 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 case. So it's uh it could definitely been at least touched up a bit more. I feel, but it was still serviceable. Um, but yeah, that was that was at least one annoying aspect, not really a detriment. But and you know, it wasn't that many uh, enemies that do fly. But when when you did encounter them, uh, those enemies, it did it did uh, kind of get annoying. Um, there was another aspect. Uh, the textures, yeah, the textures were a little weird, iffy. Um, some of it didn't seem like seemed like it was uh just late to load and pop in uh in some cases it does in some cases i guess it's it was intentionally doesn't so it's very hit and miss there but uh you can tell <laughs> you can tell they put a lot of their sources into the actual characters themselves over the um environment but they did keep a still keep maintain somewhat of a balance as it's not just completely atrocious in a lot of scenarios but it's just very noticeable if anything um negative any issues gripes outside of that um just some of the enemies and some of their tendencies and uh i guess uh, weaknesses were a little annoying to try to find out um, as well as the boss battles, that was another one. The boss battles did feel um, artificially long, where it, you know, you kind of know some of their their weakness and tendencies, but depending on the boss, and I guess uh, in in a lot of aspects, depending on the materia you have equipped, it can lead to a much quicker or very very long boss fight which I found myself uh, in, in a lot of scenarios where uh, it's like um, depending on what they're weak to or not weak to, um, it could take longer to fight an enemy or if you're not doing a particular aspect, like let's say uh, one enemy, for example, um, you have to do magic on them first and then you can melee. And then if they switch to a different mode, it's the opposite or something like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like it uh, it still could have gave you a little bit more leeway in terms of being able to still eliminate the enemy if you were unprepared. So let's say if I had like a fire, uh, I guess somewhat of a sub pro tip, by the way, not really pro tip, but a tip nonetheless <laughs> is uh, if you have the elemental material and mix it with a particular element for your weapon or sword. So for your sword, if you equip it on your sword, you'll get that elemental element for your sword. So you'll make your sword fire based uh, and it'll visually show that and indicate that as well, um, which for the right enemy, uh, if they're weak to fire, will hurt them way more than if you were to just uh, hit them without any elemental uh, advantage or um, a bonus. 
Um, and then the same goes for armor. So if you have a armor elemental and uh, fire, for example, equipped in your armor and you have are facing a fire enemy, um, it won't hurt you as much and maybe not at all. I think depending on uh, how much you upgrade your that material, basically, but uh, it will work at your advantage as well if you equip uh, a similar um uh, material to the enemy that uh, like inflicts that type of uh, element to the enemies or whatever. So, um, yeah, so there's that aspect that, um, yeah, I, I, I just felt like if you were underprepared or not prepared, I wish there was some way to kind of uh, offset that some way, like at least maybe not be so drastically, I guess, punishing in terms of if you, uh, you know, got a fire sword to a fire enemy that you would have maybe a still somewhat of a chance that maybe you would at the least just default your damage to base um, rather than like uh, maybe in some cases heal. I think I've seen in some some scenarios depending on the enemy, but Again, that's kind of just, a, I guess, a testament to not being prepared material wise. So that's kind of somewhat of an argument, if anything, too, where maybe it's just not, um, you know, just a matter of you not being prepared and you getting punished for that. But I don't know, I would have liked some way to maybe modify my items in the menu or maybe it's just specifically limited to material. But I guess again that just might be just a design choice but at times it got annoying so i know it's going to be super annoying uh when i uh i plan to play it again on hard mode but uh that's uh gonna be annoying but i know it's gonna try to force you to find a weakness and exploit it and then you know if you have the concept of the game uh you know the enemies to expect that kind of will work in your advantage as well so it's all in all kind of dependent on um, your outlook on it ultimately. But thinking about that, um, I want to say I touched on it a little bit, but yes, yeah, some, some of the additions felt somewhat, yeah, like artificially added um, just to have add length and not anything more, not add to the kind of substance of the story overall, but uh, very few and far between not, not too frequent. Um, but yeah, majority of it was definitely welcomed in, uh, validated for sure. So, um, but yeah, all in all, man, um, yeah, the cutscenes, ugh, fantastic, and the graphics are just stunning. Um, yeah, especially in HDR, boy, uh, that stuff's pop. It just pops, and especially one really cool aspect that I noticed was really cool is that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it also works for SDR sets and stuff as well. But if you are in a dark room and you go to and you're uh, this is if it's during a day in terms of an environment you're at, it'll do this cool thing, which is kind of um, similar to real life. If you go outside after being in the dark, uh, you know, for extended period of time, whatever. I mean, obviously in our our day and time currently um it will do this cool effect where it'll be like we're like crazily bright and then after like a couple seconds it'll actually um kind of regulate like you would like the human eye which i thought was really cool nice subtle touch um as well 
and as well as uh you know the camera direction and the really cool smart uh transitioning from cutscene to uh gameplay and vice versa which i thought was really nicely done as well um all in all man yeah ah pretty good um i guess it's not really um really fair thinking about it to compare it directly to final fantasy seven because of how different it is from a you know obviously structural standpoint and how the game um does end basically after uh pretty much at at where it does end from um the original game so um yeah it's it's hard to i can't directly compare it until obviously you know the corresponding parts or additions of the game are released but yeah at least from on its own merit it's definitely for sure better than uh i definitely for sure like it better than the original final fantasy um specifically in terms of a i guess if we were to compare the midgar to this midgar but that's not even fair um since the length of this game you can technically beat uh the original um in roughly the same time uh, if not shorter so uh still need to kind of kind of solidify my feelings on it but overall i definitely came from it very satisfied and loving it um definitely loving it for sure definitely recommend it um yeah if you're especially if you're a fan of the uh original it's uh definitely definitely recommend you pick it up it uh for sure is a great evolution and um i think it will please a lot of fans of the uh, game as well as probably anger a lot of others uh, but again uh, yeah, i'm not gonna get into that maybe maybe next week we'll see but ah so good so good uh just when i started it just just starting the game i just got goosebumps man it's just like just the whole kind of uh i guess what was the word um reputation kind of that story of it and then just 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 the the orchestra and everything just ah yes let's go you know yeah it was it was good really 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 good yeah they did so many good things in that they really did choreography um cinematography ah yeah i really did love the game i really did really really did so that is somewhat of my impression review of the game if you if if anything i guess um but yeah that's pretty much what took up my life uh <laughs> uh this whole since last episode for sure um may take up more <laughs> um yeah i still gotta i still gotta complete some stuff um and for those that may not know, after you beat the game, you do get the opportunity to uh, chapter select. So you can go specifically to chapters and try to, you know, maybe do different options and choices and stuff there um, as well. 
but at least what I think I'm going to do is I'm probably just going to try to clean up some uh, trophies because it surprisingly is very easy um, from a trophy standpoint, trophy hunter standpoint, um, just basically maximum two playthroughs, uh, doing the next one on hard, um, getting some of the collectibles, um, pretty much majority of the stuff I just, I did, I uh, earned just by naturally playing the game, I believe. Um, but just going to try to pick up some other stuff. I heard some of the mini games are a bitch in terms of specifically the like squat challenge and stuff like that, which I'm not looking forward to because I hear it's, 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 uh, it's crazy hard, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm, that probably might be my biggest challenge more than the hard mode, but who knows? Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty good concept idea impression uh if i guess maybe you're on the fence but i mean even if you're on the fence shit like final fantasy 7 remake has been is almost sold out in a lot of places now so uh i'm pretty certain it's definitely going to be selling very well so um it's good they did listen to us <laughs> finally finally final fantasy 7 has been remade and realized um Till the next one or next thing so uh i guess that's worth talking about or touching on a bit which is uh, that's definitely the biggest kind of suspicion question um in terms of what is gonna be next which honestly after the ending of the game it is very uh it is very um ambiguous and vague in terms of what could be next that's at least what I'll say, because they don't really give you a uh, for sure like, hey, the next Final Fantasy is going to be this or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, without without touching too much or spoiling anything. Yeah, you'll have to see for yourself. It is very it's going to be a very interesting topic of discussion. I, I feel very fascinating, uh, enlightening topic of discussion in terms of just how remake remakes are going to be treated going forward, which uh, I'm very looking forward to just to see how this will kind of um, uh, impress, bring an impression on future, you know, remakes and games and how they may go about it. But yeah, boy, it's going to be very interesting at the least. I really want to talk about it, but I don't at the same time because I want to, don't want want to be very respectful of people that haven't beat it yet because it is a pretty lengthy game and i guess that's one aspect too i didn't really touch on i think overall it took me uh this is um me also trying to do all the side stuff in terms of specifically the, the side quests um i think i had a total clocked hours of 55 ish hours um might some of that might be with a grain of salt where like you know might have had the game on pause and i was doing something else but um i think overall it was like roughly 55 hours for me personally that's roughly i think what a lot of people are reporting like i think 40 to 40 to 50 hours or no i think 35 to 40 for some people in terms of uh i think critical path in it where i tried to do pretty much i pretty much did everything that was at least um kind of stated or or shown for me with the exception of some of the mini game stuff but yeah all in all 
it was worth it. Five years or maybe longer they took, it was worth it. It, it definitely paid off. Ah, uh, yeah, the ending totally, totally paid off, man. Ah, uh, they did everything they needed to, man. They did everything they needed to, I felt, considering the limitations of it, you know, not being, I guess, technically actually the whole game, but, you know, that whole thing. But yeah, that's been pretty much what I've been up to gaming wise. And uh, I guess I've been, <laughs> I've been just straight game mode, but now considering our environment, we have some more time to mess with other stuff and media. So uh, that is what I did. Um, specifically uh, got, got back on my Netflix kick. Uh, been somewhat abandoned in that for a while. Uh, actually I canceled it for a bit since I never watched it outside of um, YouTube since that's normally my go-to nowadays since I just, um, I just like the, just the, to the point, very quick and cut, uh, videos, even though I, I do, uh, and also enjoy the longer stuff as well, but at least specifically for the Netflix kick that, uh, got me in it at least finally, uh, got around to watching Castlevania, uh, season three, I believe, uh, pretty good overall. I definitely enjoyed it. They had pretty much a lot of the mainstays that you expect from the other uh, Castlevania games in terms of intense gore and violence and, you know, uh, deeper uh, uh, exploration of the lore of, of Castlevania. And, uh, you know, um, definitely was pretty satisfied with the series overall. Um, yeah, just to, I guess to leave it at that. Uh, you definitely, you know, uh, see a bit more of, uh, Alu- I'm, I'm going to mess it up. Al, Alucard, 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 Al, Al, Alucard, Alucard. I think that's it. Alucard. I got it. I did it. <laughs> Alucard and Simon Belmont. And I keep forgetting the girl that can do uh magic for her as well. Um, and then there's this new character who's uh I forgot his name. Yeah. He uh he's basically I guess from the future and somehow uh was teleported to this time period, which uh I guess to my credit I wasn't maybe fully paying attention to, but um I definitely uh did enjoy it. Um if anything. It was some interesting twists that happened. Uh, that uh, definitely is going to need some explaining uh, come the next season, but obviously with most uh, episodic stuff or, uh, you know, media, that's kind of how they keep you, keep you like, uh, mm, okay, what's uh, that's going to be next season, huh? Okay. So, yeah, and then <laughs> of course, because people, everybody would not shut the hell up about it. Um, finally got around to watching tiger king and boy did not disappoint it it, it is a uh, very valid in terms of um what had everybody in a in a kerfuffle in terms of talking um everybody talking about it it, it was it's some stuff that went down on that uh documentary man this is very good very good documentary in terms of getting you a really good concept and idea of like yeah yeah you ever you ever wonder what the uh private exotic animal owned business is well here you go and yeah it's some weird stuff that boy it's some weird stuff that happens man 
a lot of interesting twists and turns and uh, very um, it had a lot of very various aspects of anything you had like a lot of comedy for sure you had a lot of very just weird cringiness you also had a lot of murder mystery-esque stuff as well had a pretty good balanced blend of a lot of stuff I'd say um, you know, had a lot of more sad, emotional stuff. It really hit a lot of beats, uh, I felt, um, and also just gave you a really, uh, really good stingers and twist. Uh, I definitely binged it for sure. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, just to not spoil, um, if you haven't seen it. So definitely recommend it. Very, uh, very interesting um, take it. It's definitely uh, valid in terms of all the, the talk and hubbub about it is is valid. So you heard it from me. Um, I also keep forgetting to talk about The Walking Dead, but uh, I did catch that uh, the not the season finale because I guess that's getting pushed back because of the goddamn coronavirus, which is ruining everything for everybody. Um, but I definitely enjoyed uh, kind of the, the the changes they're making with uh, this season, um, even though it's, I guess, somewhat almost over now, technically, but now having to wait for the payoff of uh, what they're going to do with the season finale. But um, yeah, it's great. Very great. Walking Dead is, I think, hitting a second stride, I feel, as a as a longtime fan of the series. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. Boy, you some good times, but yeah, I definitely am very thankful for Final Fantasy VII and other various games that are helping keep me occupied and uh, you know keeping uh, the mind off of the just harsh reality that is uh, happening and is real right now. So, um, yeah, I think that will do it for this episode fifty-one of Switches Sites. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on your various popular podcasting platforms, uh, if you ever are so inclined, feel free to, uh, like rate and subscribe good or bad. Uh, any feedback is appreciated. Um, you can catch me on, uh, Twitch TV slash a switch where I do, um, uh, stream this podcast live as I'm recording it. So you can get my ugly reactions and just my ugly face in general <laughs> uh if if you so choose um you can also uh catch me on uh youtube.com slash a switch where i actually i can finally say now i'm actually putting effort in actually putting videos out um like i said before i am um uploading a lot of of my back catalog that i haven't got a chance to um get going and upload so i have been doing that as well as actually uh uploading these episodes of uh the podcast um also so uh go me i guess well you know considering the environment and <laughs> if i was you know uh at the you know uh working uh traditional in a traditional sense i may have not uh, had the energy and mind share to uh get that going but thankfully if anything, trying to make positive out of negative, um, getting all that going and underway. Um, well, yeah, uh, you can also follow me on, uh, Twitch, not Twitch again, but Twitter, uh, uh, at a switch as well. Not sure if I, 
I've, I've been promoting my Twitter account, but either way, yeah, you can watch, uh, follow me, um, you know, like, um, women's boobs and, um, just reckless stuff <laughs> and black Twitter stuff. <laughs> Cause I do find that entertaining, but you know, Hey, all right. Okay. Let me live. All right. And what today is like, what horny, horny, it's horny national horny day, which is just this uh, Twitter is just the endless, uh, fountain of just entertainment because of just people who can just apparently just, uh, just declare a day and everybody believes it. And, you know, trusted as gospel and everybody now want to show their boobies and booties. So, you know, Hey, are we losing? No. I mean, are people just following? Yeah. But I mean, is it okay? I don't know. But I mean, Hey, um, <laughs> booties going to be booties though. <laughs> if, if you get what I'm saying, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know what? Hey, that's all for your interpretation. Not mine. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, outside of that oh yeah if you have uh, any questions you'd like to submit to the show for me to read in uh, maybe a future segment uh, feel free to submit them at aswitchtv at gmail.com hey you never know I might read your answer on air or question on air and then you know answer it to your liking and maybe you might be satisfied or maybe you'll be like uh this motherfucker, uh, I'm never submitting a question to him again. I mean, I, I mean, you know, obviously if it's a le- legitimate question. I will answer it. You know, I'm just, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I finally think I legitimately covered all of my, uh, housekeeping aspects, which I normally miss one or two, uh, aspects. So, <laughs> Pat myself on the back for that. Um, I am not a rapper though. <laughs> All right, let me, let me stop being dumb. Um, yeah, guys, until next time, get your damn game on. Nobody's safe.